Hello, you're listening to another Craft Plot interview, and today I'm talking to Shane Collins, an animator for Brown Bag Films in Dublin. Enjoy. What got you into animation? What got me into animation? Hmm. Um, I suppose it was uh, a love of films when I was uh, when I was younger. Films and uh, a lot of comic books like Asterix. Um, I was into Asterix. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that was another thing I was into as a kid. Um, I was always usually, you know, sitting down and drawing my favorite kind of characters from from mm. uh, from cartoons I would have watched, you know. Um, yeah. uh, I didn't actually get, I didn't actually go for animation specifically. Um, I didn't know I wanted to get into animation specifically when I was younger. But um, I did have a kind of like a, um, a desire to be, to work in films. Um mm. In a, in a way, so any any yeah. any sort of like any you know work and kind of like special effects or anything like that. That was kind of stuff that I was kind of like interested in. I think you know, when I was younger, you know. So um, it was more more along the lines of special effects, since rather than say camera work or yeah or yeah. Ha- well, instead it, of instead of hand drawn stuff, you went to CGI. Yeah, it was more yeah like because I used to love to kind of hand draw an animation and like you know watch it down and all these kind of you know, cartoons when I was younger and, um, uh, but like, it was really the sort of like, I, I, I suppose it was like when I got into my kind of like my, my teens is when I kind of started really enjoying the kind of like the, the Terminators and the Robocops. And that was really sort of like captivated me into, into, into like, oh, geez, I really like to get into films, you know? Um, but you know, when I was, when I was way younger, I had no idea what I wanted to do, obviously, you know? <laughs> so it was just yeah. kind of randomly drawn on pictures and stuff but yeah it was it was more feature films and, and live action and, and effects that really sort of like um, that was my my thing when I was younger yeah so what led you to working in brown bag um, well I was I was in college I, I studied animation in college um, for four years for a degree there and I did a one year portfolio course before that so um but the, I had a, um, a a tutor actually in 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 my course. Um, Dave Quinn was working in um, in Brown Bag at the time, as well as teaching. And uh, he, you know, I used to always be, you know, you know, picking his brain over 3D and how do you do this, how do you do that, and stuff like that. So he seen I was really interested in it, you know, and and uh, and you know, my 3D animation class. I was kind of that was probably my my highest points that I was scoring I suppose and he kind of like said here why don't you come to the into brown bag in the studio where I work and you can come in you can model some props and stuff and, and talk to the guys in there and Doc and Cahill and, and uh, you know a few other people and so yeah he just brought me in and I started started working in there part time I think it was in the summer after third year and then through fourth year I, I went into fourth year and I did my degree in fourth year and then I, I was able to do use working in brown bag as part of my fourth year practical work so that 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 was great you know and uh i ended up making a short film called trouble in paradise in third year and uh i was i was able to get a lot of insights and technical knowledge from some of the guys working in brown bag um you know how to rig up characters in 3d how to how to light things and stuff like that so i had a little bit of a uh, a leg up there and they, they helped me out but that was that was basically when I finished college. I went went into brown bag, straight into brown bag, and I've kind of been there ever since. Twelve years ago. <laughs> mm. 
So you mentioned their trouble in paradise. Yeah. How long does it take to make a, a short piece like that in CGI? Uh, well, that was the, the original show in paradise was I think it was about five minutes long, and I kind of made that use mostly on my own at home. So and that took most of the work and year and some of this, some of my um, time, like you know. Uh, when we had holidays on midterm breaks and stuff, I was always working on it. So, you know, on my own for that five-minute film with one character and one set in 3D, it took me about eight months or something, uh, nine months or whatever it was. Um, but, but you know, when you have a team of people working on stuff, that mm-hmm. time that time actually comes down significantly, significantly. So you can kind Is of, um, yeah, yeah. So obviously, the more people you have working on the on the film, the the quicker it goes. You know, it's all about the machine <laughs> and having so, having a team of people it's pretty much a team team effort you know so being a good team player is is one of the best traits to have when you're when you're in that line of work oh yeah yeah it's it's like i suppose over the years now of me working in brown bag i've really sort of like started to understand about you know when you start off in animation there's a lot of uh everyone's an individual coming into college, coming out of college and they've all you know honed in on their own kind of like little thing that they do like you know they might be illustrators or concept artists or modelers or animators but you know the more time you spend in in 3d and working in the industry you all realize that like geez you know my stuff would be nothing without their stuff and their stuff would be nothing without my stuff and you know uh yeah so you just really sort of start understanding the team dynamic especially when you start directing stuff as well as you really understand it because you start realizing well i'm not actually creating any of this artwork it's everyone else and it's just, uh, you know, you're kind of like you're just organizing, you know, making sure that things are syncing up in the right way. But you really realize that, like, you know, it's the team, it's the team that make a, make a project work. Yeah, and, and so working with the team is one aspect of things, but there's also the costs involved. I mean, I remember, like, what was it, 10 years ago, maybe more, that Crazy Frog first came out right. and people were saying, oh, my God, this, this costs over a million euro to make and stuff like that. Oh, do you yeah. think that's a bit of a do you think that's a bit of a barrier to people getting involved in CGA or from little projects springing up here and there? What you mean in terms of um, uh, in terms of cost in, in 3D costs or resources and stuff like that? Yeah, of people even experimenting in, in 3D as opposed to yeah, you know, like it, does, it, it would be it would be a lot more costly now uh, create 3D than it would be uh, 2D now. Um, uh, it all depends as well on how much pre-production you do. Obviously, if you're making a 2D film. You could spend a lot of money on like concept work and and, and other concept artists work that could actually take up a lot of time. But generally, when you go into production, two D production doesn't have as many um, technical levels as a as, as a three D production would do. So costs would mm. be uh, would be pretty pretty high for three D animation. And I I'd imagine you know you know if you can if you can come up with a with a popular idea that works in two D, it's that's you know your profit margins I'd imagine would be a lot higher than it, it would be on a 3D production because there's so many there's a lot more overhead at 3D mm. production you know what do you think that 3D can bring to a project that 2D just can't Um, I think 3D like they both have their places and I think you know I think 3D kind of brings a sort of like a it brings a certain dimension to to, to a project where 2D as, as free as it is, you know, sometimes you, you just, you might go for the option of, you might opt for a 3D 
to use 3D because you want to get a bit more depth and you want to create that sort of like, you know, physical world that you can do, you can mm. kind of walk around, I suppose, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, like, it, it really depends. Like, we, like we in, in Brown Bag, where I work, it's like, majority of projects are 3D um, and it's, you know there's been a lot, most of the projects have actually derived from, from 2D illustrative books and and that um, I wouldn't choose one over the other now there's a lot of 2D work that would is, is amazing as well so it just depends on the type of the style of the, of the show I suppose and what you think would work best for it you know mm. yeah Moving on to something else here, I know that Trouble in Paradise gained around what was it like seven million views on YouTube now or something? Yeah, I think it's seven. Uh, it's just about just over seven million now. Yeah. Which is, yeah. yeah. Does being part of a well-known company like Brown Bag help that exposure? Uh, for Trouble in Paradise, the original. Uh, well, yeah. I, well, it, it was actually more of a sort of like a, a viral thing that went. It, it just went viral on its own because I I just posted that up myself on my own YouTube channel after I finished okay. college and uh, it just gained momentum and for some reason people loved it and you know I think I got a lot of comments there about like um, there's a lot of parents saying you know ah thanks for keeping my kid quiet while I fed them you know uh, <laughs> because it's just this little sort of like crab with these googly eyes just moving around and there's there's no talking or anything like that and it's very it's a very sort of like calm and serene environment that he's in and I think mm -hmm. it kind of like kids get a bit mesmerized by that you know like what were your main goals when you're when you're making this like what, what were you trying to guess oh. what was the main oh what was the drive behind the idea what was the drive yeah. behind it um yeah i suppose the drive behind it was i wanted to you know i really liked the kind of scrap character from ice age and i and I, like i think finding nemo would come out come out i think it came out through the process of me making uh, coming up with the idea but generally, I wanted to. Um, I, I grew up in Fiji, so like for about 13 years of my life. So um, mm. that was, uh, you know, tropical environment and paradise island and coconut trees and stuff like that. That was all part of my life for a long time. And that was all. I, I wanted to do something with that, and I wanted to do something quirky with a little character and throw them around the stage and and have a nice little sort of like um, twist at the end of the story. So I suppose it's just kind of naturally that was what I geared towards, you know. And You've, I mean, apart from Trouble in Paradise, I'm going on and on about it. But you've been yeah, involved yeah. in a couple of other uh, really successful projects. Like you're the lead animator on on Granny O'Grim's Sleeping Beauty. I mean, that was part of that was featured in the Academy Awards. That was, what yeah, was yeah, yeah. What was that like as an experience for you? Um, well, working on Granny O'Grim was great because uh, you know uh, Nicky Feeling was the director for for that short film, and uh, he's great to work with. He's a real creative guy, and, and you know, real up for it you know really includes everyone in the in the project and we had some at that stage we, we had to kind of create transfer his kind of 2d ideas into 3d and he's got real quirky character design so it was a challenge you know to, to try and create these kind of like weird looking hairdos and stuff and, yeah. and uh but it was yeah it was, a, it was a cool film to work on and um we all ended up uh like it it, it basically took everyone by shock when it was like oh it's been shortlisted for, for an Oscar and mm. servants going around saying this guy I'm like what's going on here and then all of a sudden it was it was uh, it was nominated and everyone's like ended up you know I think uh, yeah, Cottle the owner of Brown Bag uh, and Buck called for uh, a half day and we all went down to the pub and 
celebrated and it was like drinks are on us you know <laughs> so it, was, it was great fun and we all there was a big bunch of us that ended up going over to the uh, over to LA for the Oscars uh, there was a couple of people that actually went to the Oscars but there was there was a big squad of us loads of um, people from Brown Bag and family and friends that went over just for the just to sort of go over and celebrate and enjoy LA and the Oscars and the whole buzz you know so it was it was, it was unforgettable really it was great hmm. Are things like that? Do they make make your work feel? What what am I looking to say here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you mean did they kind of like uh, drive drive me to kind of like uh, pursue it even more? And and that is it. Yeah. Like, I exactly. Think, I think they say like you know there's a, if you, if you if you're kind of in the animation industry because you want to win awards, I suppose you're you're not really kind of like on a you know mm. on a good path. Yeah. You can't really. Uh, you never really know what's going to win awards and what's going to be chosen. You've got to really work in animation because you love to just create stuff and, and you know, entertain people and, and mostly entertain yourself, really. Like, I think most of the mm. people that are really into the industry and, and, and stay in the industry a long time is because they kind of, like, they just laugh at the stuff themselves, you know? Yeah. Of, so it's not trying to sort of, like, create something that... It's, it's not really... Um, I suppose don't look at it in terms of like trying to create something purely for a financial gain you want to sort of like create something that's entertaining and, and you'd want to watch yourself you know that kind of thing exactly you take some pride in your work like yeah um what are you working on next um at the moment i'm working on a uh, i've just after finishing up uh on a show called the henry huggle monster season two so i was on the first season of that and um uh, that was uh, directed by uh, Norton Virgin. He's um, he directed the Rugrats, so he was oh, he nice. was, was great working with him. He's he's brought a lot of uh, experience and, and and skills, and I kind of like um, I I learned a lot from him over there over the couple of years mm-hmm. now um, that I've worked with him. Um, so I'm I've, I'm actually moving on to another show now called uh, Stinky and Dirty, which is an Amazon show for. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 yeah, for Amazon. So they're going to be, it's, it's their show, they're financing it, and, and we're making it in here in Brown Bag. So that's my next venture. So the mm. stinky, stinky and Dirty is about a stinky uh, rubbish truck and a dirty JCB, and <laughs> the two of them are buddies, and they go around and they uh, kind of solve problems and get themselves in all sorts of, um, <laughs> all sorts of mess. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's that sounds because uh, yeah. I have a, I have like a four year old nephew and he I know he will love it. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all the vehicle thing is all really big in these days. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the deal. Um, yeah. I think after after cars and planes and stuff like that, you know, kids have really sort of like got back into the whole vehicle thing. You know, I think Tom's the tank engine from years ago, kind of like, you know, characters as as vehicles kind of like took a little bit of a backstage for a while when all the kind of CG came in and it was all about creating kind of these organic characters but now it's yeah you know, now it seems we, to be, we want to see cars and, and, and vehicles being silly now again now it seems to be going it always seems to gravitate back to that yeah oh, well. anyway Shane thanks so much for coming on and talking to me today no problem no problem it was a pleasure a big thanks to Shane Collins from Brown Bag Films there for coming on and for you for listening to this interview. If you liked it, don't be afraid to give it a like or an upvote. Even drop in a comment if you want, and if you'd like to hear more, you can even subscribe. I've been Ryan McBride. Stay tuned for more from Crackpot.